Okay, so I, th- I think if you recall from last week, we spoke about the fact that he's going to shift gears. Until now, we've been focused more outward, more on others. And the next pieces are really going to be focusing on building one's inner world. Okay, that's really the goal. And there's going to be a whole bunch of sections. They kind of build on one another, so it's a little harder to skip around. Um, and the goal is to really build this, this inner world, uh, this inner world where a person is, is refined, a balmidos. The, the goal is to be a person that, that uh, you know, again, a person that of upstanding character. And we'll see how he defines that and how he develops that idea as we go through it. So he begins with das. Das literally means knowledge, or not even knowledge, but yeah, a sense of knowledge, part of our mind, and he's going to explain how we are going to work on our das. The goal is not to become more knowledgeable. Uh, the goal is to have a more refined form of knowledge, as, as we'll see. So again, reish mem ches, let's begin the, the introduction. Amar adam, So in the second chapter, which we did not learn together, he... I have Bayes, you have Gimel. Yours is a new one, so yours is probably right, but mine has Bayes. Okay, um, this is an earlier edition. Uh, with Das, there are two matters. Bidas, when it comes to Das, logic, or knowledge, rather. Chadarim yimlu, there are rooms that are filled. Uvidaito, and in the person's knowledge, to homos nivkuhu. There are depths that are open up, more than depths, like almost like a, an abyss that is opened up. So there are rooms, and there is like ups, absolute depth, depth. In other words, there are many elements of das, but there are also, there's an incredible depth and profundity to das as well. Okay? Hadas nosenes adam ashiros pnimis. Das is what gives a person inner wealth. The, the most uh, luxuriating, the most wealthy thing, that we, the most uh, you know, precious thing that we have is our knowledge and our logic and our ability to think. Our ability to think is, the most, is, is what changes everything, right? As we all know, a person could, regardless of what we have, regardless of what we do, it is the way we look at things, the way we think about things is, what is, the, is all the difference, right? That is all the difference. Mumuskalos rishonim, from first uh, glimpse, there's first like initial uh, thoughts, you know, the muskal rishonim is the, the first light bulb, the first little thing that blips in your mind. Ad hasagos elionos, until those lofty, lofty ideas and concepts in it, there are many rooms that are filled. The notion of many rooms that every person has. When we talk about a, a, a Jewish person, we talk about the Jewish ideals, there is another treasure when it comes to Hadas. Uh, on the one hand, it goes to the depth of the, our body. Umachedas and it and it unifies and it makes one, it unites Hamidos Vakochos, our character, our faculties, Imasaga Shibamoach, with our lofty ideals that are in our minds, Shilotishair Kostira Beneam, that there is no contradiction between them. Right? So what he's describing over here is, yes, every human being has lofty ideals, every human being has many rooms, every human being has the depths. The goal is to create a certain unity, a certain harmony between all of those. That is the Jewish ideal. And he's going to give us a famous contrast. He says, um, Bilam, Bilam haya yodea das elyon. We know about Bilam. The Torah tells us he had the loftiest of knowledge, right? He was basically able to, not basically, he was able to communicate to God. That is the highest level uh, when we think about, when we think about Das. That is the highest level. Not only his own Das, Yodea Das Elyon. He understood, he, he didn't just communicate, he knew God, right? The Gemara tells us and he knew exactly whatever this means when God got this fraction of a second when God got angry, whatever exactly that means, he had this profound knowledge of God. That is about as high of a level of knowledge as it gets. Avalmidosa, when it came to his character, Hayu Ayin Ra, he had a, what is called a bad eye. 
Ruach Gevoav Nefesh Rechava. He had a lofty spirit, a, a wide, a wide soul. In other words, he was someone who was haughty. He was someone who was arrogant. He was someone who was who ran after, who who indulged in 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 in, in like hedonistic things, right? So there was this complete disconnect between his lofty knowledge. And his midos, right? It didn't go, it didn't, you didn't have, the rooms were not in harmony. There was not the sense that his loftiness, was a, the lofty ideals and his lofty knowledge was able to connect in any way to who he was, his character. Moshe Rabbeinu, Shalom. On the other hand, you have Moshe. He was the greatest of prophets, and the master of, of wise people within Jewish tradition. Together with this, he was the most humble of people, right? In other words, it's not a, that is not coincidental. That is exactly what we're describing. Das, Moshe Rabbeinu al the, the knowledge, the das of Moshe, Kishara es hasaga imamidos, it connected. It was knotted together, his hasaga, his great knowledge, his great, his great, uh, you know, the, the, the aspirations, the knowledge, all of that loftiness, together with his character. Zohi hadash and ushofim alav. This is the down. We talk about das. That this is the das that we are striving for. No se havadim habayim yila hafech levar das. The goal of the following vadim, the following classes, are going to be to change, to transform ourselves into someone who could be called a true bardas. Bardas is not just that we think and we think well and we think lofty and we think profoundly and we have the the clever thing to say. All of, yeah, maybe some of that. That's all. There's going to be elements of that. The idea is to have the loftiest of thoughts, but that already exists. The point is that how do we become a person whose das goes from the top to the bottom, that there is this sense of harmony and unity between our das and who we are, every element of ourselves. That's the goal, okay? So let's, let's see the first piece, how we're going to try to get there. So Admar, uh, Admar, um, so he speaks about Adoni Mori Rabbi, uh, uh, Rabbi is, is uh, Rav Yeruchim Levavitz, was, uh, was the mashkiach in the Mir Yeshiva, um, who was one of his teachers who he speaks about a lot, who made a profound inf- influence on Revolbi's life. He says, He wrote in his personal diary of Kabbalists, of acceptances. Uh, Kabbalists are things a person accepts upon themselves. So he writes that Rav Yeruchim Levavitz wrote in his uh, in his diary, which was shared in a, in a book that was ultimately written, um, a, certain, a certain thing that he accepted, chorfo is a, a time of sharpness, which is a term for his young, in his young age. We don't know exactly how old he was, but in time of his teenage years or young 20s, whatever it was, at a time of, of, uh, of intensity. What, what did he write? So this is Rav Yerucham speaking about himself. Shafti v'raisi. I, I stopped and I saw, ki ein ani b'rshus atzmi. I am not in the possession of myself. Ki imbiyad mamish. I am literally, he says, in the hands of others. What, who are the others? This is the, Homer is like the material sense of who I am from my parents. I guess what we'll call nature. There are certain things which I just inherited, which drive me in a certain way. And Toldosav is the things that happen to me. I guess we, we would call nurture. We'll see. He's going to have a bit of a different understanding. But basically, there's, there are these things acting upon me. Nature, nurture, different factors which sholtim mikirmi, they, they rule over me. Velodaibaze, and it's not, that's not enough. Kim yitznu shochad, they give bribes, lehasechel, to my intellect. Lat oso bidivreim hamaakshim, to bribe and to trick, uh, to trick my mind with their stubborn, stubborn words. Asher achli garash is adam inatov, zel korotzonam, and their entire desire is to drive me away, to drive a person away from good. So he says, I'm being bribed, I'm being influenced by things that are not me. Whether it's my nature, my nurture, which again, you know, I'm sure as we're hearing this, we're saying, well, my nature, my nurture, that, that is me. 
Okay, obviously we're getting into that question of how do we self-define, right? How do we define what the self is? But he says that there are these forces that are acting upon me and they are not just acting upon me, but they're bribing me. We'll see what those bribes are and they're causing me to be someone that I don't want to be. Therefore, he says, I accept upon myself uh, without a vow. So he has this uh, highlighted in, in the writing. To make my das, to be the ruler over me. I want my das to be my ruler. Perhaps God will help me. Valzam, because this kabalti alaybli neder, I accepted upon myself again without a vow. Lasos bechol yom chamisha pa'amim. I will do during the day five each day five things in yanim neged haratzon, things which are against my initial will. I'm going to do five things which are against my initial will. Uveknas, and I will find myself im exer yom if I don't uh, fulfill a certain day ten kapik. Uh, uh, I forget if it has. Cupics, cupics, yes, that's the word, right. Uh, I'm going to find myself, I don't know what that is in, in modern, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like a, the lowest denomination, whatever it is. It's based on 10 cents, whatever it is, a buck, you know, whatever it is. He's going to find himself if he doesn't go ahead and do so, okay? So that's what Rav Yerucham writes about himself, and, and the next piece over here is going to unpack this. But again, he says he's not in his own rishus. He's not in, in charge of himself. He feels like he is being driven by forces that are not him, um, and those forces are, you know, things which are nat- well, well, natural to him, but still not who he is. And the way he's going to break that, the way he's going to ensure that he is driven by his das is by doing things which are against his ratzon, against his will. Okay? And so let's, let's unpack this piece. And now, we'll, now we're going to get back to Revolbi as he, as he unpacks this. Let's try to understand this wondrous uh, approach. Admor Hirgish, our, our teacher, understood, he felt, He's not in his own, uh, he's not in charge of himself. Rather, others are in charge of him. Hachomer, what is the, the material elements of, of himself? Avosa vitoldosav. Again, his parents and literally parents and children. Again, other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Told us Hachomer. These things, what are they? What ultimately they are expressed as the Ritzonoshvalev, the will in one's heart. Mihem Avosav, who is one's parents or ancestry? Have Omer Kochos Hara. In this context, what they are are the forces of evil that are attached to us, that have become some, uh, very much a part of us, right? We inherit certain things, right? Well, it's only one day we wake up like, wait, that's exactly the thing I said. I was never going to, ah, that's me. I'm doing the same thing, right? There's, there's parts which are davok to us. They're attached to us. Zohi hakara machras. This is a crucial understanding or recognition. Ribui haritzono shebalev. And this is what Rav Levavitz was getting at. Most, Rav, most of the desires in the heart, this is not me, okay? This is not who I am at the core, okay? And, and what does he mean? They are foreign to me. Zehu, and he quotes a Gemara that, that, that sheds some light on this. The Gemara says, A person who tears their clothing in anger. And a person who breaks things in anger. A person who wastes money in their anger. You should perceive such a person as someone who serves Avodazara, literally a foreign god. Okay, which is a pretty strong statement. Okay, a person gets angry. Obviously, it's inappropriate to get angry to such an extent. But the Gemara says that such a person is like an idolater, is like someone who serves a foreign god. Why? Sigmar explains. This is the craft of the Yitzhahara. What is the Yitzhahara's specialty? This. Today the Yitzhahara says do X. And tomorrow he says do 
X plus, we'll call it Y, but going further, until the point that the, uh, the Yetzirah says, go serve idolatry, and the person goes ahead and does so. Amorav Avin, my Kra, what is the source, says Rav Avin, to back this up? The Pasuk says, Lo yebecha el zar, lo el nechar. A person, sh- you should not have a foreign god. Don't bow to a strange god. Ezehu zar, el zar, adam. What is the foreign god that exists within a person? Havi omer zeh This is the yetzahara. This is the evil force that exists within ourselves. Right? So what, what he's saying is like this. He's saying that there are, within ourselves, there are things that we want to do. Ask a person who's getting angry. I, I, I'm angry right now. This is, what, this is what I feel like doing. The point is, and I, you know, we could, we could appreciate that, that a person doing that to a certain extent, they do and they don't want to do it. I do want to do it. They have a will to do it right now. And at the same time, that's, there's a certain foreign, a certain sense of, I don't want to do this. This is the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah, what the Yetzirah is, is would a person say, you know, what, what is the thing you're feeling most right now? I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling like I want to break this the most right now. That's, that's the, the, so on the one hand, there's a sense of this is me. And at the same time, there's a sense of, this is Zara, this is foreign to me. This is something which is not really me. And so his point that he's trying to make is that we're, throughout the, that's obviously an extreme case, but through the extreme case, we're able to have insight of the fact that we have many things that we want to do, but they're not really us. Sometimes that's more visible to us. Sometimes that's more obvious to us. And sometimes, he's arguing, many times he's arguing, it's not. He's arguing that most of the things that we want to do, and it's hard to hear those words. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not our, I don't think it's our natural experience, natural, uh, you know, inclination to say such a thing. But he's arguing that most of the ritzonas, most of the desires that we have throughout the day are not things that we are not really, quote unquote, us. Luckily, you're going to say something? No? Thinking? Okay. Let's, let's go a little bit further and let this, uh, some of this uh, simmer. Okay. He says, it's not easy to recognize this truth. To say that all the things that every day we wake up with new wills and new desires, new things we want to do, they're coming from a place of foreignness. They are foreign to us. So he says, Let's be honest with ourselves. It appears to us that our desires, they are the core of who we are. It almost appears like it's the opposite. It appears to us oftentimes that our more base desires are us and our more spiritual things are not. You know, one way of thinking about this is, uh, you know, sometimes the inner dialogue, we pay attention to it. Normally we'll say, you know, it's more for the, quote unquote, the base thing, say, I want this. And then there's perhaps another voice saying, you shouldn't, you know, it's almost like if you listen to the voices, the things which are more, you know, I want this piece of cake, right? I want this, uh, this steak, right? And then there's voices, you really shouldn't have that, right? It's right, which is which he's arguing is that is, is our brain is almost, you know, and we could get all Freudian on this, but basically that, that's that was one of his observations is those different voices that come and where do they come from? And, and, and the things which, you know, some will say are more base to us, which are more us, he's arguing that's not really us. The Ratzon that says, I want that steak, he's, you know, it appears to us, well, let's start with what he's saying. He says, it appears to us that the steak that we want, the whatever, fill in the blank that you really want, that's really you. And the other voice telling you, you know, saying no, or the other voice pushing for the lofty things. I should really, you know, uh, do X, Y, Z. You know, there should really be this sense of, uh, you know, I don't know, davening or whatever. Even those words, even if I say I, I should, as opposed to I want, right? I want is much more core to me, right? And there's almost a sense that those things are much more me. Whereas the other things, I should be doing this. It's not, it's both of them, it's something which I'm not doing, but there's almost a sense that those are more distant from us. Right? He says, He says, the desire for pleasure 
kavod v'kesef hintivios lanu. Whether it's honor, whether it's wealth, they're more natural to us. Whereas when it comes to spiritual things, we have to push ourselves. There's nothing that's not hidden in the Torah. Where do we find this idea found in the Torah that there is this foreign God within ourselves? We say this every day in the third part of Shema. Let's think about that Pasuk. Don't go astray after your heart and after your eyes, which you are going astray after, from the word zar, that they're like strange to you, right? Don't go after your heart, don't go after your eyes, which atrezonim acharem, you are uh, going astray after. Hare nemer lanu, so God is speaking to us, shelo nasur achare livavenu, and telling us, don't go after your heart. Umash mashem shnaim. It appears that there are two things over here. There is anachnu, there's who we are, ulivavenu. And our hearts. Or else it wouldn't make sense, right? In other words, God's not saying, God's saying, you don't go after your heart. That means that there's you and there's your heart. There are two separate things, right? The word zonim is from the word zona, which means like a, like a, a prostitute, right? That we're basically saying it's like you're going after a, stra- a foreign woman. Who is the us that God is saying don't go astray? Have Omer, it comes, it appears, ki Adam Atzmo Eino Clearly, God is saying, you are not the desiring heart. Atzmuso Adam Yoser Amuka Our essence is deeper than that, than that desiring heart. Again, God is saying, you don't go astray after that desiring heart. That means that there is a desiring heart, which is a part of us, no doubt, but there is something even deeper, something more usness, us, more us, more me, more I, that God is speaking to and saying, don't go after that for that heart that is taking you astray, right? So clearly the Torah is telling us that there is a sense, there's something more core than the things that we are running after. Those are not us. Those are not who we are. Who we are are not the, the heart that we run after, the heart that, that guides us, that drives us, or we'd say drive us, I guess would be the more accurate term. There's something more deep, something more uh, profound, something more us, okay? Nikudas atzmuso shla adam. Is this making sense? You all with me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, Matthew. Does it get rid of any of your personal responsibility if you kind of other this desire? So you say, well, it wasn't really my fault. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, um, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's still, there's certain, we're, we're still following it. We're still going after it. And the truth is, you know, yeah, so A, the answer, I don't think so. Uh, on the contrary. Um, on the contrary, I think the, the, the responsibility is greater. If it's who I am at the core, then it's actually much more difficult to, to control. This is just like, I'm an animal. I am, a, I, I, I am these drives. And his point is, no, these drives are not me. These drives are a part of me, and there's something much deeper. Um, it's an important part of just, just simply, and I appreciate the word parts uh, they use. You know, there's, there's probably one of the most prevalent, uh, you know, uh, approaches to in, in, in mental health these days is, is the notion of these many different parts of who we are and, and this recognition that there's not like, it's not like glob, um, you know, but there's, there's, there's this part, and there's that part, and there are parts which are perhaps deeper and, and less deep. Um, and, and yeah, and he's saying this, this is a part. I'm, I, I'm still control, I have to control all the parts of, just like my fingers are a part of me. Um, you know, my nose and my every, every part, but uh, then they, I don't think it, we can abdicate, you know, uh, abdicate responsibility because of that. Okay. So it's like this. Nikudas atzmusa shal adam, the core, the, the dot, the, 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 the central core of a person's essence, he nikudas hakesher ben asecha v'amidos, is the connection between our intellect and our character. Obemila macheros, in different words, nikudas ha'ichud, it is the point that un- unites 
the das, which fills the rooms with all the lofty ideas, uvena das habokas to homos, and the das, which goes to the depths. Vitiyena hamidos vasagos achdus biado. And to have, again, the midos, our character, of who we are, the way we act, and our lofty thinking, all one in our hands. In other words, not out of control, all unified together, or united together. There are two things which get in the way of reaching ourselves. One, our character is not always impacted by our thought process, right? How many times a day or whatever, all the time that we are trying to do something, want to do something, and we fall short, right? I want to, I don't know, fill in the blank, do something, and I have these hasagos, I have these great lofty ideas. I want to be a better whatever. I want to stop doing X, Y, Z. I want to start doing A, B, C. And it doesn't always spill down to our midos, right? So on the one hand, there is sometimes a disconnect between our asaga, our lofty thoughts, and how it impacts our character, right? There is, it doesn't always flow down the way we want it to flow down. Hasheni, not only that, that there is a disconnect, that, and here's the, the darker and more tricky part, and that is that even our hasagos, even our desires, sometimes they are muddied. Sometimes they are uh, perverted, I would say, through our kochos hara, through our yetzahara. They are, they are swayed. They are, you know, what, what we are lo- striving for sometimes is not as pure as we sometimes think. I want, really want to do this, but, but sometimes that is being driven by some of our more base drives, by our yetzahara. Kefisha haya etzal bilam. This is exactly what happened to Bilam. Taiva's, you know, his, his carnal desires, hakavod, honor, v'akesef, and, and money, hishtam shibamashahaya yodea das elyon. He, you know, basically acted upon his knowledge of God. In order to acquire what he wanted from Balak. Right? So sometimes we do have these lofty ideas, you know, what, we feel, you know, some spiritual lofty thing that we want to do, let's say, you know, whatever it might be, um, you know, and a person goes ahead and uses those, and, but those lofty desires are being influenced by some other more base desire that a person wants. Let's say kavod, for example. So let's say a person, you know, is, is going to do some mitzvah, you know, they're doing a mitzvah, they're doing this great mitzvah. They're, you know, think about the loftiest thing. They're finishing shots, you know, I don't know, whatever, they're doing something crazy, but, but ultimately there's kavod that's driving it, Right? It's a tr- scary thing, a scary thought to think about some of our loftier goals and to recognize that there is, there's always going, there's oftentimes a mix of some other base elements that are driving even these lofty goals, right? So on the one hand, there's a disconnect. I have truly pure lofty goals. It doesn't always spill forward. B, sometimes my lofty goals are not being driven by me, what we'll say, that's me, the, the sense of the pure lofty sense, but they're being driven by our more base desires. We're not saying that you shouldn't do so. In other words, again, the, 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 let, let's, thank you. Let's be very clear. In other words, a person recognizes, a person recognizes, doesn't recognize that what they're doing is sometimes driven by things which are not lishma. Don't stop. Do it, right? Unless you're doing it like, because I, you know, we, we reckon, any person who's self-aware should recognize that there's always going to be some, usually going to be some element that is not pure. To do something pure is very difficult. And that's fine. The, Torah, the, Gemara, the Mishnah, the Gemara tells us, a person should better, you know, keep on doing things, keep on doing things, even if it's not always for the purest of reasons. And we keep on working, we keep on working. Eventually we build ourselves, we get to a place of lishma. He is not coming to tell us that we shouldn't do so or that there's something, that we shouldn't do so. What he's telling us is to recognize the shalolishmanis which exists.
He's just, right. His goal, as, as he's, you know, as he's told us a couple of times, you know, he's alluded to and told us a couple of times, you know, the, the goal over here is not, you know, where this is not level A. The goal is this is a much deeper level. His point is that, yeah, that, that's fine. That's okay. And that's healthy. That's normal. That's, that's appropriate normal. But he's telling, but recognize the Shalom Lishma, recognize and, and work on moving beyond the Shalom Lishma, right? Work on getting beyond the self-serving elements that so often are mixed in with even our loftiest goals, Okay. She says, um, okay, she says, who, uh, who has your This is what uh, Rav Levavitz felt in his youth. This is what he meant, that he was not in his own, um, you know, didn't have, didn't have uh, control of himself. He was in control, he was controlled by others. He was in the control of these foreign wills, these foreign desires, which are rooted, which are founded in Chomer. We mean physicality, the Yitzhara. And not only that, Ella, and again, to paraphrase, he's paraphrasing what Ravavit said, they trick, they bribe the Seichel. They say, oh, go stay up and stay up learning late, right? Is it because I want to learn? Is it because I want to be the last guy in the basement? Right? Whatever, whatever it might be. I'm giving like a yeshiva example. But we could all think of some personal example where such a thing applies. And again, to David's point, I want to emphasize, doesn't mean to stop doing it. Okay, so we recognize the, the bias. We continue to do it. But the goal is recognize it. Right? The entire desire, the entire goal um, is Shadasti and Moshele's bow. That Ardas is in control. It is wondrous, he says, the path that Ravavitz found, lasos in yanim neged haratzon, to do things which are in contradiction to our initial will. Zehu asimen harishon adam. To stop, to pause. I want to do something, and then I say, no, I'm not going to follow my will. That is the first step, that is the first inkling that the I, the real I, the ani, is really in control. Okay, that a person doesn't just always go after their will, which again, the will is we'll call the heart, and instead they, they know, they, who's they? The, the person that God is speaking to, right? You, the you that's deeper than the heart, the you that's deeper than those desires, the you that's deeper than all those ritsonos, you, uh, to stand opposite them, he says, and, and, and uh, lips should kiss this. In other words, such a beautiful idea. Okay, so Admar, let's follow his footsteps. To go three times during the day opposite the will. That is the goal. He said five, he says three. He says consistent with our approach. Again, over and over, Volbi says small things, not like the most impossible thing in the world, a tiny thing. First, person wants to go get a drink. I'm not going to get the drink. Okay, you're not, you're not dying in a desert. You're not finishing a two-mile run, a five-mile run. Well, the person wants a little extra. I'm stopping. I want to tell a little joke. And we swallow our words. Okay? I want to eat a little bit more. And we stop. Again, we're not talking about fasting. We're not talking about starving. We're not talking about not speaking. He's saying tiny, a tiny stop, a tiny little bit, uh, three times a day, he says. And that is that sense of, again, there's that conflict. Lave. Ani, there's the, the ratzon, there's the me, and the goal is that the, it's exercising that, that muscle by stopping just a little bit, that initial impulse, that initial, mm, that I want to do, and the goal is to just put a little bit of a pause, that is the first step in trying to get in touch with the sense of the ami, and ensuring that there is the connection between the das up here, and the midos that we have down here as well. That's lacha, okay, and uh, please let's use that chat, okay, have a great day everyone.